Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Celtics, brought to you by Ben Online. I am Warren Shaw, he's Gary Washburn, and we are back. Season 2 of me and Gary teaming up here to do give you some Boston Celtics coverage. So happy to be back with you. It's been a, a nice, relaxing summer for some, busy still for, for, for some others as well, too. A lot of great news to get into. Gary, how's your summer been? Good to be back here with you, my guy. Oh, Warren, always good to be back with you, man. And um, good summer, good summer. Uh, relaxing, ready to get started, though. Ready for this season, as we know, it's upcoming and the NBA never stops, as we know about to, uh, what's going on today, um, and with this trade. But just uh, really looking forward to the to a really exciting season. You know, what do you, I don't know. We haven't talked about the in season tournament. What you think about that? Mm. Um, I know you're down in Miami. I know there's probably some, you know, a little little some folks down about the, the Heat kind of missing out. Although the Dolphins are the number one team in the NFL, so maybe that it'll make up for it. But um, yeah, definitely a, a good summer, uh, but re- re- getting rearing to go, rearing to go. Yeah, man, I hear that. I hear that. You know, sometimes, you know, complacency and chilling is good. And then, you, you know, you, you miss what you love and what you were kind of hired to do. And so it is exciting, you know, to kind of get back into that to me. I've been off of X for a little while over the summer, not really into it. And then got back on. I'm like, oh, the propaganda is popping. The propaganda is out there. It's and not just, changed. It's gotten worse. <laughs> and just as you alluded to, yeah, living in the South Florida area, it's been it's been an interesting couple of months. And even now, even more so just the last for me now, I guess the last six or seven hours, you know, as we see Heat Nation kind of in arrears in some capacity. But we're going to get into all that. You know, we have got to, as always, got to do our plugs here. Um, if you love what we do here, please give us a shout out on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a five star rating. Follow us on all your socials. Uh, follow us on X. And I, I guess I got to do it the right way. Follow us on X. Uh, G Washburn Globe. Follow me at Shaw Sports NBA. Follow Believe at Believe Network or Believe Sports. So we have a lot to get into. It's been a minute, so we're not going to waste no time. Um, big, big, big news of the day here. Completely up, up. up an up an uproar of what we were going to talk about you know because we were obviously we're talking about celtics media day and kind of and we'll still get to that but um damian lillard gets moved obviously to the milwaukee bucks in a three-team deal uh phoenix suns end up with drew holiday at least for now uh deandre and then some feathers and then again the phoenix suns get some depth with use of nurkish and nas little and i'm forgetting another player at, at this but the big thing right now is damian lillard right he goes to milwaukee after being expected to go to Miami, wanting to go to Miami. Gary, again, Celtics beat writer, if you will, but cover all of the NBA, been in this thing for a long time. Were you surprised that it was not Miami and Milwaukee? I sort of was, and and, and lately I wasn't because it just seemed like if something was going to happen, it would have happened with Miami. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Miami was going to say, okay, uh, Portland, how about Bam out of bio too? Like that wasn't going to happen, right? Like, uh, it was going to be Tyler Hero. It was going to be multiple picks. They weren't even going to throw in Caleb Martin. That was the thing that killed me. Like Miami drove kind of a hard bargain here. Because yep. if I'm Portland, right, you want heroes, you're kind of the centerpiece. You want a bunch of picks. And then you're going to want a second guy. And it's not Nik- Nikola Jovic. No, you know, his uh his younger cousin, his uh <laughs> low-budget cousin. You don't want... Uh, Jokic just because you don't want that. You want like 
if you're not going to get out of bio, they're like, okay, he's off the board. Caleb Martin, like the guy who just had an amazing playoff series and is growing, like you would think that Miami would say, okay, we got to give that up too. But Miami wasn't trying to give that up. So it's sort of like it was a stalemate. And I understand like Portland's position. I think Joe Cronin, the general manager, I saw him talking summer league. We were both in summer league. He talked, he had a president. He made it like, I'm not giving this guy away as much as I'd love to send him somewhere he wants to go. And we, you know, first of all, he wanted Dame back, but that wasn't going to happen because there was right. no way Dame and Scoot Henderson were going to be this amazing backcourt 19 and 33. That just ain't happening. I think Cronin was like, I'm going to send you somewhere to win. I ain't going to send you to preferred destination. And I'm not going to, you know, you don't want to be paired with Scoot Henderson. So you got to go somewhere. And Milwaukee offered the best deal. You know, they were able to, a big deal, as you saw, Warren. They were in, able to get under Yurkic's contract. Mm-hmm. I think they are just, I, I mean, they already re-signed um, Jeremy Grant to 100. What, what did he get? 150 over five. Yeah, he got he got paid. <laughs> yeah, right. 160. So they already signed. They already you already got a guy making 30 plus who's a, not a top 30 player in the league. I don't know why that deal was happening. I don't know if that was a piece Dame. That's crazy. So Portland's like, okay, we already made a mistake there. We got to unload some more salary. Smart move to get Yurkic. Now you get DeAndre Ayton, but you get a younger player who need to get the hell out of Phoenix, as we know, because he was having all types of issues there in terms of the chemistry and Monty Williams, and he just seemed like it wasn't a good fit anymore. So I, I credit Joe Cronin for making a good deal. And the Bucks are, are you know, we could discuss this, and I don't know what you think, Warren, like, I don't know if they're more offensively exciting. I don't know if they're better. Yeah. I like Drew Holiday. Like you see well, well, play. Uh, uh, hold on, don't don't go there just yet. Don't go there just yet. We're we're, yeah. we're, going, we're going to get to the Drew of it all here in, in two but seconds. To me, um, it's an amazing deal. I think Phoenix gets some Phoenix people yep. the undercover thing. They pad their bench. They had really yep. thinned out their bench to get Beal in there. And they were depending on guys like Damian Lee and guys who might not be ready for more pivotal roles. And they got some more bench guys um, to help them out with their depth. So I think, you know, I think Phoenix and Portland definitely got the better of it. Milwaukee, if this works, they did too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and that's what I was going to get to in terms of from the Milwaukee side, just if you could put a percentage on it, because I was asked this by one of my colleagues today and I was like, all right, I understand big splashy move, Hall of Fame level guy, obviously super clutch, Dame time, the whole nine. I'm like, I think they're better, but I don't know, like if I was trying to put a percentage on it, right? I was like, I'd say they're maybe 5% better overall. Yes. And 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 that and not, not trying to undersell the deal because it's a still, it's, I think you have to do it. I guess the opportunity comes along. And then I was telling my colleague as well, too. The other part of it, too, is it checks a box for Giannis. Giannis has been on his pre-agency tour, you know, talking, hey, maybe I'm not going to stay here or whatever the case yeah. may be. He cannot say they didn't empty the clip, really, because they traded however many umpteen picks to get Drew Holiday to begin with, then flip Drew Holiday into Damian Lillard, you know, some years later. But what would you, if you could put a percentage on it, what percentage better are the Bucks now after this deal? Like, I'm going to go with you, Warren. I'm going to say you're 4 or 5%. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just think one, you give up your best defender. If yep. you if you want to call Giannis the uh, Milwaukee's best defender, you can. 
But Drew is assigned. Drew guarded Jimmy. You know, now he got toasted by Jimmy Butler in that series. But he guarded Jimmy Butler, right? Your two, your point guard is guarding their three, or their three man. Like yep. he guards the opposing player, opposing team's best scorer, most dynamic scorer, who's not like seven feet, right? He takes everybody on. He takes on all comers. You losing that? You losing the guy who's a forty percent three point shooter can score in the clutch, just had that clutch gene and that toughness. And then, and people might laugh, you gave up Grayson Allen, a, a, another 40% three-point shooter. I'm, I, nobody's a big fan of Grayson Allen. Nobody, Everybody knows his history back to Duke and sure. some of the reputation of being kind of a questionably dirty player. But he did fill a good role for the Bucks, And now they're old. You get a – now – Drew was 33. They're about to set him and Dame are about the same age, but you get a 33 year old with a history of injuries. Now you add Giannis, who's at his prime, 28, Middleton, 32, um, the Lopez, Lopez, 30, 35, the bench, Jay Crowder, 33. Um, you don't have a lot of youth there. They're an old team. Now, is are guys like Marshawn Beachump and Malik Beasley? Are those guys going to come through with bigger roles and be, you know, Bobby Portis? Is he going to step up after? I mean, I don't know what you thought of him in FIBA, but uh, man, he was lost. <laughs> he was lost out there, FIBA. I, I thought he'd have a much bigger impact. But are those is that bench going to come together, like you know, and give them a good supporting cast, or is it just going to be? And then we we you know Middleton's a guy. Who I love Milton, seen him kill the Celtics over the years, yep. but it's been has a lot of injuries. Missed the playoff series a couple of years ago. Last year, I think he played in 33 games because of that that knee and that wrist. Um, you know, he, he's had hamstring issues, like so, and he's so he might not be aging as much. You know, not everybody gonna be there's LeBron's 32 or Kobe's 32, and then there's everybody else's 32. You know what I'm saying? Like levels to it. Yes, for sure. there's Steph's 32. And, and but now everybody's those guys, so I think they're a tad bit better. But I also think they got older, and I know like Dane, but Dane has an injury history. Like I, I just think losing Drew Holiday and then in addition to Grayson Allen makes them a team that's like it's got to get done this year. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I think, you know, maybe some of it can be salvaged. And if Chris Middleton returns to some semblance of form, obviously not what he was last year, you know, and even that into the playoffs as well, too. So maybe you can bump that up if Middleton can carry on the weight. But you're right. It is a win right now <laughs> window, like right, right now. But like I said, they check a box for, for Giannis in terms Under of Under a first year like, coach, well, we haven't talked that's about true. like Griffin, yep. Bud's gone, right? Yeah. This is not the same system. This is a first-year coach getting his feet wet, and we saw in Boston a first-year coach, but obviously Missoula took, <laughs> took the job under different circumstances than Adrian Griffin. He didn't have a summer and all that. But first-year head coaches tend to struggle, especially when you're coaching against some of these old foxes like Spolstra and these guys. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll see how long it takes from Adrian Griffin to make that adjustment to getting those a system where those guys can flourish. So a lot to cover here. We'll kind of swing it over to and touch on touch on Phoenix briefly. Again, I like the depth. Um, getting getting Aiton out of that system, even though Vogel is a new coach in that in that regime over there too. Maybe it could have worked out, but uh, he was probably overqualified to be a fourth option. 
right? And I think for whatever history that's there, uh, you bring in Nurkic, you can play more of that role and complement those guys. Um, can go in and just kind of try to focus and rebound and pass. And they gets to go to Portland with how they ultimately deem how they're going to run their roster. Um, do you feel like Miami just, they dropped the ball? Uh, there's some people here now and Riley, you know, he's, he's, he overplayed the hand. I don't know if we want to go that far per se, but did they just miss out because this was their player to lose really? Yeah. When a guy says he wants to come to your team and you don't, finish the deal and you want him i think you know but it all depends what portland was asking for and i think portland portland said basically like we're not giving him away and we're not taking tyler hero and a bunch of picks and and some guys we haven't heard of i know miami can really you know can bring back can make any make anything you know they can make water in the wine with some of their (laughs) with some of their prospects and some of these guys we never the gabe vincents and the max struces and now Coming up this year will be Orlando Robinson and Haywood Highsmith. But there, I think Portland's like, we got to come up off this deal. Like, we got to come up on top. Like, we cannot, you know, I just remember Billy King years ago, the GM of Brooklyn, when, you know, after he made that deal for Pearson Garnett and gave, basically gave the Celtics Tatum and Brown. Yep. The picks, I mean, you know, he, he lost his job soon after that, you know. Yeah. You can you can you can make these big deals, and you can try to make people happy, but you got to look out for your team. And I I think that Pat Riley, I'm sure once you get Dame, you know Damon in Miami, he wants to be there. But the, the Portland's got to cooperate too. In Miami, as I said before, you don't give up, you don't give offer Caleb Martin, you don't offer them anything more than Hero as your centerpiece. And a lot of some some guys love Hero. I know Danny Ainge loved Hero. He wanted to draft him uh, yep. a few years ago, right before I think they took uh, you know Romeo Langford um, because he was taken for drafted for Langford. But some if if they don't like Hero, then you got to sweeten the deal. Yeah, you know with with you know if Caleb Martin I said coming off a great playoff, great postseason, he was unstoppable against the Celtics. Like you got to give Portland something that they want. Portland's trying to start over, but they're also trying to put a bunch of young, talented guys on the floor. They got to put fans in the seats. I mean, you know, they don't want to lose their fan base. They don't want to, they don't want to be Oklahoma city where they're rebuilding for five years. They don't want to be Philadelphia where they're going through the process. They want to put an exciting young product on the floor. If you look at the Portland roster war, I mean, Scoot Henderson and Anthony Simmons and Shaden Sharp, and now Aiden, who's rel- still relatively young, you know, yeah. re- you know, like that's an exciting team. Like they ain't gonna win no, they ain't gonna playoffs, but they gonna take a bite out of you on certain nights. It's like watching a more disciplined. Remember the, the Houston teams the last couple of years, a more disciplined team under Chauncey Billups. That yeah. like Houston, you know, scouts would say Houston's got all this talent. He's got no discipline, you know. Portland, you put some discipline. They're a quality young team that's going to pull up an upset at most nights. So Miami, I think Warren dropped the ball. Now they've got to recover and figure out, do we want to try to go after Drew Holiday? What would that take? That's $36 million in salary. So how are you going to do that? Hmm. You know, who are you going to give up? Except unless they take Kyle Lowry off your hands. No, you know, <laughs> they're, they're not doing that. And you throw in three first rounders and three pick swaps. 
how are you going to pull off that? And I, you know, the heat now, and then as we talked, we, Hero comes back knowing he's been on the block for three months. And it's like, hey, get over that, Tyler, and be our number two guy. Like, yeah, you know, they lost Vincent, they lost Struess. So it's, you know, I have no doubt that Miami will figure out a way to win 45, 50 games. Like, that's what Spolster does. He'll develop a system to play ugly basketball, to win a bunch of games that they shouldn't win, but they don't have that sizzle that they had before. Yeah, I, I 1,000% agree with you. So I want to transition the conversation a little bit to the Boston side and just get your thoughts on it in, in, in this aspect, right? So a conference opponent, you know, probably your main conference opponent makes a big splash. No problem. Fine. It, one way or another, that seemed like it was going to happen. Dame was coming to the East one way or the other, right? Now, you reported, or maybe not reported, but I know you were on a podcast you know, a week or so ago as well, too, talking about the Malcolm Brogdon situation in, in Boston, and maybe that wasn't all the way settled. What can you tell us about where that is currently right now? Is Brogdon still on the tra trade block, if you will, and... Could Boston or should Boston make a play for Drew Holiday, not only for to keep him away from a, another contender like Miami, but if the situation really is that bad, could you see a Brogdon Holiday with other, some other sweeteners in their situation for Boston in the future? Yeah, this is a this is an interesting question. Well, very interesting. <laughs> okay, so as of yesterday, Brogdon's I talked to Brad Stevens last night. I mean, uh, Brogdon's healthy and ready to report to camp, ready to go. He's in Boston. Okay. Now you know that Brogdon was unhappy. He's still a little salty about being dangled and almost traded. They've been trying to move him. Okay. And he has a $21 million deal. I think he has another year, two years on the deal. Okay. Do you call Joe Cronin if you're Brad Stevens and say, what would it take? Because to get Drew Holiday, because to me, if you put Drew Holiday on that damn team, they are championship team, the championship team. Because you move Derek White back to his original two guard spot, point guards handled, okay, and then you know you got you you probably you probably lose Horford because that salaries match unless you want to trade Robert Williams for him. And I don't know if Portland wants Williams uh, or do they want more of an expiring deal in Horford with that, you know, and you throw some sweeteners, first round picks, you know, maybe somebody that they like off the end of your bench or something like that. Do, is that what you do to get to that championship level where you have now, you you have your dog, you have your quote unquote Marcus Smart replacement to me, right? And then you move Derek back and then the Malcolm issue is over because he's gone. But, you know, do you, do you send him to Portland? It, it, it's a tough business. Malcolm might not win in this situation, but if I'm Brad Stevens, I have to make that call. Okay. No. I think he's a different, I think he's a difference maker. And I yeah. said, I, you've seen him over the years, you know, you can't, he's a ball hawk, a dog hits big shots. You know, 40% three-point shooter last year. One of his had a career year at age 32. Like, yeah. And he fits. You put him there. So you start Brogdon, sorry, White, 
Holiday, Tatum Brown, and Robert Williams. You know, Porzingis. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Now you, not, what do I think about? You figure out. You take White off the. You put take bring White off the bench. Yeah. And sorry, Porzingis and Robert Williams. You know, yeah. or if you want to go, if you want to go small at times, put White in, put, bring Williams off the bench, and put Porzingis at the five. Like, that's intriguing. That's intriguing, Warren. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I think if you have to make the call, you have to. If there's even a semblance of, even if there's not a semblance of tension with Brogdon, that just makes you better. And I agree 1000%. Obviously, Boston had sniffed around Holiday before he got to Milwaukee as well, too. And it just didn't, it didn't go their way. But I think now, even with what Milwaukee has done, and even somewhat of the angst that Holiday might even bring into that situation with the potential playoff matchup, you know, you know he's, a, like you said, a ball, and you know he's going to hoop regardless. But the added motivation, literally a day after he said, I want to be in Milwaukee forever, and then they ship his ass out to Portland, fam. If you're Boston and Brad Stevens, that call has to be made. And Cronin doesn't have to acquiesce, as you alluded to. It takes two to tango. But the the overture at least has to be made. And I think they'd be doing themselves a disservice if they didn't at least make that call. So um, I'm glad, you know, we're aligned in that. We often are, you know, in terms of, you know, what we think at least could and should happen. And that's, again, you just have to try. That's, again, if nothing else, you just have to try. We're going to go ahead and transition, you know, from the trade. You know, shout out to Damian Lillard. He's already had his... Already had his song loaded, his goodbye to the, oh. to the Portland Trailblazers. It was already, it was already locked and loaded. It's already been hip hop quotables all on 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 social media already. Uh, but it will be really interesting media day to kind of see how that goes in Portland, Phoenix, and obviously Milwaukee as well too. Taking it back now to the Boston side, Gary Media Day a couple of days away. We'll get back to what was our originally scheduled originally scheduled program here, right? Um, so outside of the Brogdon side uh, situation, there's a couple of things that I've been wondering about. I was like, well, let me let me ask my guy, G, because he, he's plugged in. He's got to know what's what. Shams puts out a report midsummer, if you will, or late summer. Um, they're going to have a meeting with Lamar Stevens and TJ Warren. That I guess assume that meeting happens, but nothing comes shakes loose from it. All of a sudden, Mahalu signed and he's, and he's on the roster. Fast forward a couple of weeks. So I, I'm looking to myself, all right, where well, they went with offense because Stevens and Warrens, it's basically it's an offense or defensive kind of situation. Mahalo comes in all offense, all three-point shooting. They still bring back Stevens as well now. Um, I believe it's an Exhibit 10 deal or it's not a non-guaranteed deal. Um, what can you tell us about the decision-making process that went into that to bring in Mahalo and Stevens over a guy like TJ Warren? Yeah, I think Mahalo is just a guy who – it's one of those, like, he's burned. It was like, you know, the history of the Celtics sometimes. Signing guys will kill you. Like, yeah. remember, they tr- Brad Stein, Trishan Thompson, you know, how many offensive rebounds did Trishan Thompson get himself <laughs> over the years? He signed him. And well, I've seen him over the years. He has always fared well against the Celtics. Just a tough kid. Um, you know, was headed, I think, over to Greece before they kind of, the Celtics kind of pulled him back and said, hey, you want to try to play for a chip? And I think he plays hard. He's tough. He's a guy that can come off the bench and give them something. And I just think this team, when you trade Marcus and you let Grant walk to Dallas, you lose toughness and you lose defense. And I think Brad knew that this team needed some dogs. And Lamar Stevens is a dog. You know, in his years in Cleveland, he played a no-nonsense, dirty work kind of role, you know, where he was just going to get in there. I mean, there was a game last March where he won the game for him, I thought, 
against the Celtics. The Celtics, um, I think, didn't have Jason or Jalen. They fought. They led the entire way. And then suddenly Lamar Stevens hit a big three in the corner and had like three or four key offensive rebounds. At the Grant um, Williams free throw game? Yeah, that was a Grant Williams free throw game. <laughs> and um, I thought Stevens, because I think the Celtics were up like 17 at one point in the second half, and Stevens turned that game around single-handedly. So I think it's a good move. I think with T.J. Warren, you always got to look at the injury history, how healthy is T.J. You know, that thing in Brooklyn, I thought that was going to work out pretty well, and it ended up not working out so well for him. And, you know, he's just, you know, unfortunately, some of these guys don't age well. And T.J.'s an old 30. You know, he's a really old 30. And and I think the Celtics kind of figured, well, with Sam Hauser, we have that we have the we have shooting a guy who's improving. We don't we're, we're going to see what happens with a guy like O'Shea Brissett. Yep. Uh, Delano Banton, like we're going to see how this all shakes out because we got guys in terms of we've seen signed over the last few weeks that like we don't know how it's going to work out. Like we haven't seen a lot of O'Shea Brissett. Like you know you've seen him in Indiana here and there, but you know how will this he fit in the system? How will Lamar Stevens? How does that affect Hauser? What does Peyton Pritchard do? What's his role? There's a lot of questions to be answered offseason, but I think, honestly, the shifting to Stevens was that tough, that dog, that toughness. And this team lacked that. Like, they lacked somebody who's going to fight somebody. And I'm not yeah. talking about just throw down. You know, I'm not talking about haymakers, but just get in somebody's face after a hard foul. And then Grant – and I don't know what you thought about that whole thing with him and Jimmy Butler, but I admired Grant for not backing down oh, and not sure. being, you're Jimmy Butler. I shouldn't say anything because you might hit shots. No, no. Like, go at this man. If he gets you, he gets you. He's a great player. But I didn't I, – I, I applauded Grant for doing that. And yeah. you lost Grant, who was fearless, and you lost Marcus, who was fearless. So I think it's a matter of defense and tough. Because you saw the defense suffered last year. And the defense didn't get any better when you lose Grant and Marcus. So I think it was a defense thing, a toughness thing, a youth thing. Stephen's only 26. And as much as I like TJ, I used to love him at NC State. Yeah. I saw him drop 52 in the bubble when he was in Indiana. He's just never been the same since, I think, a major a ankle injury. This never been the same since that he missed that season with the injury. Yeah. Yeah. Good call there too. Yeah. And I was just kind of wondering your thoughts on it, you know, as I was watching the reporting and, you know, again, you're thinking to yourself, oh, they went offense here, but you're right. They did need to show up that defense and even more importantly, the toughness factor of it more than anything else too. So hopefully Lamar makes the team um, and can kind of provide that as well too. I know some people were clamoring for Blake Griffin and guys like that to kind of return, but just not the same level for where Boston is at, I think currently. And obviously Jordan Walsh, their young rookie, we saw him out there in Vegas, you know, we spent a couple of minutes together out there, you and I, and I think he acquitted himself pretty well too. And, yeah. and again, he seems like he's a gym rat and, you know, only going to look to try to get better. So we'll see how that goes. So Gary, I'm going to ask you this, right? So you're a reporter, you've been in this situation, you know, very, very long time media days coming up what are you most excited about and who do you want to talk to first what's your first question to, to whoever takes the stand first on monday well you know it's it's fun to just see the guys and the, you know just get back it's like the first day of school right yeah. now you know we're gonna hear i mean you, you've been around warren uh 15 pounds of muscle <laughs> thousand jump shots a day in my life yeah <laughs> I, I, complete i'm completely healthy now i had a great summer yeah. uh, hired a chef um <laughs> you know 
So I'm eating better. Uh, you know, I worked out with ex inter former NBA player or current NBA player here for three weeks and, and really got some tips. Like we're going to hear all that. Um, but I'm probably going to ask Jason about his suddenly he's looking like, uh, if you've seen the videos, the incredible Hulk with some of these weights he's lifting, like yeah, I didn't bulk. know the dude was that strong. Yeah, like bulk season. Like I'm like, wait a minute, Jay, like, like, is that real? Are those weights hollow? Like what's going on here? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna ask him about. I'm gonna ask him about. Um, I'm gonna ask him about those weights because I was thoroughly impressed. I didn't think Jason was that. I knew, you know, he's wiry, strong. You know, For sure. You know, he, he ain't one of them dudes that's going. You know, he ain't Moses Malone or nothing. <laughs> you know, but but he's you know he's wiry, strong. That's about the best compliment you can give a, a, a kind of a thinner guy is wiry, strong. But I didn't know Jason was pushing them, pushing the pump like weight like that, pushing the pushing the the steel like that up in the air. So I probably will ask him about, about the weights uh, and everybody. I'll have a fun question. I think this is kind of the time to have a little bit of fun. Keep it light. Last year, it was not fun. As right. we know, it <laughs> was, <a lot. laughs> was a lot going on and we, it was, it was, it was, we had to ask some difficult and uncomfortable questions, but this year, you know, what'd you do in the summer? What, you know, and, and just try to have a little bit of fun with these guys. Cause you know, you want, you, we got all training camp to ask serious oh, yeah. ball questions, you know, and as much as um, I do, you know, you, you try to get some news out of it. You know, is everybody healthy? Why didn't you have surgery? Ask Brogdon, what, what would the process? I think that's going to be the more interesting thing. Malcolm, hey, I was pissed or I wasn't, or how he frames this summer. Um, and you know, some of the young guys, you know, I'm sure Jordan Wall should be like a kid in the candy store for sure. And yeah. Enthusiastic, he's already is a very good, very, very good kid. Um, you know, a guy like Jay Scrub, you know, the two way guy who I was very really impressed with, and uh, yeah, just looking for another shot, like you know. Didn't work out with the Clippers, but you know, let's see what he does up in Maine and and how he fits in. Because I think you know, this guy came straight out of junior college. I mean, this does not attend the university. Um, and this is a good story. So that's what I I think. You know, um, it's just it's kind of a fun day. You know, if you you know, last year wasn't fun. You know, let's yeah. be honest that we couldn't make it fun. You couldn't make it fun if you tried. But this year. Try to you know, and also talk to some of those coaches. We have not heard from Charles Lee. Yeah, you know, we, you know, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Sam Cassell. Well, we we talked to him once, but I'm sure he'll have some fun things to say. And and um, you know, and and Joe. Let's see if Joe gives me the mean face and the and the mean mug again. Let's see if Listen, he's, I, I want to see if you dap him up. You know, give him the bro man hug. <laughs> you know what I mean? The whole we night, each other. I'm sure there'll be some 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 kind hearted, you know. Brother man, you know, good to see you and all that. Uh, the, the secret handshake and whatever, but I'm sure we'll, we'll, you know, and that might not be like that a couple of months from now. <laughs> right, then you go but back to your respective corners. We'll go back to, you know, we'll go back to Mean Joe. Uh, but, you know, it, it'd be good to see if he's a little bit more relaxed, you know, and let's hope that he's, you know, there's pressure this year. I think this sure. is the biggest season worn in since the 08, 07, 08 season when they got, Pierce, Garnett, and Allen together. I think this is a big year 
And now, obviously, there's pressure and competition with Milwaukee, but the East is a mess. Philadelphia is – who knows what's going to happen. To, you know, James Harden might be on the beach when training camp starts and, you know, let them know. Let me know when you trade me. If not, I'm going I'm to be sipping my pina colada. Um, and, you know, we don't know Miami, what's going to happen. The Knicks, you know, they they acquired Dante DiVincenzo. We don't know. Is that going to put them over the top? Cleveland's an intriguing team. They really got kind of beat down by the Knicks in the playoffs. Very disappointing. I thought Cleveland would have something to say. Are they going to bounce back with Max Struess and George's Niang and kind of everybody back? Um, and, you know, we can talk about – we'll talk about the season preview stuff in soon, but, like, is there a sleeper team? Is there an in, will Indiana come out of the woodwork and win like forty five games? Will we will we get a team that will is like nobody's talking about? You know, Charlotte, Atlanta. You know, what about Toronto? Are they gonna? They're they're kind of like who knows what's gonna happen? All those contracts. Like, there's a lot going on, but the path is clear for the Celtics in the East. Besides now Milwaukee, and if you would have told them a year ago this summer, there's really only one team that's going to push you guys unless everybody gets themselves together. Who knows? The Knicks might be good to Cleveland, right. but there's one team you got to beat. And, you know, I think the Celtics would take that. Yeah, yeah, they would absolutely have to. We'll close on these last couple questions here. You know, I think it's a nice scene, a little primer here before media day. Um, your thoughts, if you will, on Kristaps Porzingis, and then what 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 really happened with with Peyton Pritchard? He, he wanted to be gone. I thought if if he and Grant Williams, I thought he was going to be the one who was going to be out of there, and Grant Williams might have a chance to return. But as we go into media day, your thoughts on Porzingis? I know you had the report out there that he seemed to be fully healthy, so should not, hopefully not have too many restrictions, ready to go. But what about Pritchard and his role? Are you intrigued about that? And I'm sure somebody's going to ask him that question. Hey, you know, are you ready to kind of be here and contribute after openly saying that you didn't want to be here? Yeah, that's a big thing with, with sorry, with um, with Pritchard. With Porzingis, he's healthy. I think they're going to bring him along slow. I, I, I doubt if he plays in all the preseason games. He might play in one or two. I just think you got to yeah. handle him with kid gloves. We know his injury history. You know, he played in 65 games last year with Washington, which was a good amount. Um, and he missed the last six with like illness. I mean, he probably could have played if the Wizards were in a playoff race. So if I'm the Celtics, I try to set a goal for 70 games for Porzingis. You're going to have to give him a back-to-back off, give him a night off here or there. You try to get him, him and Robert. Maybe Robert might be 60 to 65, but in, in, in Al, we know it's probably going to be 55 to 60. Hmm. Um but you, you got to measure how you rest all those guys. So I think Porzingis is going to be ready. Um, I think what Brasty was told me on Tuesday was like they, you know, combined with the Latvian national team trainers and his personal folks and developed a good plan for him to rehab and to be ready for training camp as opposed to like trying to push it for Latvia in the, in the FIBA tournament. And Latvia actually did pretty well without him. Um, you know, they did pretty well, better than expected. So who knows what difference he would have made. But I think Porzingis so far so good. But I think the, you treat you don't treat him like Jason or Jalen. You don't, you know, you don't make him practice as much. Probably you just get him, get his body ready, get him, get him in shape, but make sure that he gets the proper rest and treatment that he needs. And with Peyton, you know, it's interesting 
you know, he wanted to be traded. He wanted another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Things change in this league, as you know, Warren, and, and now he's needed. Marcus Smart is gone. This team doesn't really have a true, 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 true point guard, right? You could say Derek White. You could say Delano Banton. Um, but Peyton is kind of – and Peyton's kind of a point guard, but, but he likes to shoot. <laughs> You know, yeah, um, point guard by size. Yeah, shooting, shooting's one of his hobbies. Yeah, but you put him in a situation where they're going to need him now, and you know, I think he's worked hard, and I think it's a obviously this is a monumental season for Peyton Pritchard because, as you know, remember, he he was a four year college player, so he came into the league in twenty two. He's not he's not like he's not young. Right. He's twenty six. That's when you either get that second deal and you start to um you know carve out a good good career and he's up for an extension i don't you know will, will he get it i mean d- doubtfully yeah. he'll probably be a restricted free agent next summer but he's got to prove that he can play in this league and i think this is an opportunity for him he's 26 like he, we've seen some of these guys kelly Oubre just signed some of these guys who are 26 27 Sometimes the league looks at you and goes, yeah, you got a lot of, you know, you got a bad credit report, brother. We, we, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to bypass signing you. So guys like Ubre's and some of these guys, the Christian Woods and some of these guys who are out there or were out there, were out there a long time because the league is unforgiving. They rather bring in some 19 or 18, you know, some kid from the overtime elite tutor him, get him sharp, then take a chance on the dude with some with some demerits and, and do with a history. So I think Peyton has to prove that he can play in a system. He can be productive and not keep his mouth shut. I think he's fine. Show that attitude that he has that, that can't, don't give up and that toughness on the floor, make plays and be valuable because he's probably going to be playing for his next team. I think they need him this year. Well, you know, somebody might look at him and give him a, you know, give him 30 million over three years or something like that. If he has a good year. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good cause. So hopefully Peyton can kind of get into the fold and, you know, let yesteryear kind of be exactly that um, and focus on the role and opportunity that what should be in front of him this upcoming season, especially with the point guard situation kind of being in flux, unless you believe some reports that Tatum is going to play point guard, but we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> we'll talk about that next time. Gary, I appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you so much for tapping in to believe in Celtics brought to you by Ben online. Again, follow us on Twitter at uh, G Washburn globe or at Shaw sports NBA. Sorry, follow us on X. You know what it is. Uh, and follow Believe at Believe Sports and Believe Network. Gary, enjoy Media Day. Cannot wait to connect with you next week, post Media Day. I think I'm going to make my way down to Miami and see what I can see and see how the, the Heat faithful are feeling well, too, and we'll, we'll compare notes. <laughs> that should be interesting. Bye, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.